and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season five, episode six, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, the longest title ever. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube summary? Sure. Jimmy develops a passion for drawing and art after putting his basketball career behind him. Ellie helps him with his new talent until she discovers Jimmy is sabotaging his chance at stardom and his relationship with Hazel. Danny agrees not to tell anyone about Liberty's pregnancy if JT finishes a school project for him. That first part yeah. is not correct. What? Like sabotaging his chance, chance at, at stardom? And also she doesn't mm. stop it. She encourages it and doesn't know anything about what's going on yeah. with Hazel. No. It's weird. And it's all wrong. But I guess the second one is accurate. There's so many. Oh, my God. That B-plot. The B-plot, it just, like, makes me angry. I know. <laughs> um, but the song title, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, is a 1987 song by U2. Um, I think it maybe kind of works with Jimmy, where he, it's more like, I didn't realize what I was looking for until now, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it actually, for but once, kind applies. of works. Yeah. Because he, he's still figuring himself out, like, yeah. after everything that happened to him. Yeah, he's not the same person he was before the shooting. And he still is, like, figuring out who he is and what he still actually wants to do and whether he wants to go back to the way things were if he wants to move in a different direction. But, yeah, I think the song title works. Again, another aptly named episode. <laughs> Two in a row. We're on a fucking on a roll. roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but the episode opens up with goddamn Derek playing basketball outside with Jimmy. But you know what? I'm liking their weird friendship. Yeah. I mean, Derek is less awful now. At one, Now that Jimmy has, like, taken him to school or whatever he said. <laughs> yep. Um, and Jimmy still kicks his ass because of course he does. And they're playing outside and his dad is there and some like coach of a wheelchair basketball team is there because his dad is like really like monster ball. Is it monster ball? I knew it was called something ball, but I couldn't remember what it was. Monster ball team is there and his dad is like super pushing this on him and is like, yeah, you're going to come try out for the team. And at first Jimmy's on board and he's like, so can I come to tryouts? I really want to come. And the guy's like, I don't know. You still look a little uncomfortable, but de- like dedication goes a long way and we'll see you there. And Jimmy's dad is just so pushing him um, and he's just like. He's like, well, you heard what he said. You still look a little uncomfortable in your chair, so you should get out there and practice. And it's like, can you just give this guy a break? Yeah. Um, And then the theme song happens. And then after the theme song, we discover Jimmy is quitting downtown Sasquatch now to, like, focus on his sport. And everyone's like, wait, what? Why are you doing this? Well, good luck. Like, we're going to miss you, man. And, like, they're sad, but they're supportive at the same time. Yeah. And maybe we can do fashion police because in this scene, I just noticed again, Marco's like popped collar for days. Oh, yeah. And it's very yellow. And he's also wearing like a jaunty hat. As he usually does. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, And then Craig has, I think, a velvet revolver T-shirt. So, of course you do. Or a velvet underground, I think. 
Is it? I don't remember. It was velvet something. Velvet something. Um, I honestly didn't take that many fashion notes, though. Uh, um, Liberty is just wearing all of the baggy clothes, all like of usual. Them. All of them. Ellie has a stud belt and a cool messenger bag. Oh, my God. Ellie's jeans and high heels look at the museum. Her jeans, first, are, like, super cuffed. And she's and but yet still like bell bottomy and, <laughs> and like I think ripped. she's wearing heels. Yeah, it's a lot. But I do like her leather jacket. Um, I like most of her outfits in this actually, and her hair looks no, great. she looks great in this whole episode. Um, I don't have a ton. They're mostly Ellie notes, and that's kind of really it. That's kind of all I got. I just noticed I had a collar note, and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, everyone was wearing just kind of like normal clothes. There was nothing that really stuck out to me. Yeah. Jimmy episodes don't tend to be very like fashion heavy. Yeah. Because he wears like the same thing <laughs> like over and over again. What was the first shirt he was wearing? It's like I got five on it or something. Oh, yeah. It was, look, yeah. I had like a mixtape on. I don't know. I don't know. He just wears like T-shirts. <laughs> That's about yeah. it. We, we don't have a lot of notes for just plain T-shirts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and then Hazel is there and is, like, supportive of him and is like, I'm happy for you. I can't, like, I'm proud of you for doing this. She's a very good girlfriend. Yes, she is. And then we get into the B-plot, which is Liberty and JT are, like, walking down the hall where JT's, like, worried about her again. And she's starting to show. And because apparently she's in her third trimester now, like she's six months pregnant now, where like two episodes ago she was three months pregnant. Like, where does the goddamn time go? Also, she's not showing a lot for being in her third trimester. No, she no, she would be showing more, I feel like, at six months. Yeah. Unless her baggy clothes are like really doing her favors. I have no idea. I don't know. And JT's worried and. Larry's like, I got this. I know what's happening. Like, have you even done any research? And JT's like, I mean, I try to read those books, but they freak me out. And like, neither of you are ready for this at all. No. We need to like talk to an adult now, please. Somebody somebody talk to an adult. Also, JT doesn't know what a trimester is, which is crazy. Oh my God. If anyone needs to be in that fucking family planning class, it's both of them. Seriously. And speaking of, so then Danny like comes along and like has like a mechanical or like a digital baby because he's in family planning because it's like an easy class with lots of girls, but he keeps calling them like mammy like fly mammies fly mammies you can hear how thrilled i am by the tone of my voice why how is that even okay he says it twice it's terrible um you know so he throws the baby at jt's head and i just wrote cool timing danny um i was just like really we're having this class in this episode okay (laughs) um and yeah, so he's well, how like, else is Danny going to figure out that she's pregnant? Because Danny's dumb most of the time. He is a stupid person. Um, But whatever. Then in the next scene, Ellie like comes up to Jimmy. I think they're in the cafeteria and she sees that he's drawing and he like shows her all of his like cool sketches and he's like designing his like new wheelchair he's going to use while he plays Monster Ball. But then she sees that he's drawn like. He's drawn like photos or pictures of Rick and of him getting shot. And it's he says he like started doing it when he was in the hospital to pass time. But it's clearly like some kind of form of like working things out on his own and like dealing with stuff that's happened. And it's 
it's kind of cool but it's also really sad yeah i mean jimmy is a really good cartoonist slash illustrator yeah um especially for someone who hasn't like studied anywhere uh and is just like kind of going based on like what he feels like works um he's doing a really good job I'm yeah just, like, totally jimmy <laughs> he's going through stuff and I'm like, why isn't he in therapy? I just... Well, speaking of, then the next scene, he's, like, practicing on his driveway and then has, like, flashbacks from the shooting. And he's clearly... He clearly needs to be seeing somebody. But then his dad comes up and is like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, oh, you're having trouble? That's all the nerves. You know sports is, like, 90% mental. Do we need to get you a sports psychologist? And both Kelsey and I were like, how about, like, just, like, a regular therapist like he just needs to go to like somebody he doesn't need a sports psychologist he's like not trying to get over the yips like yeah. he needs like a regular <laughs> therapist yeah because he's had a traumatic accident how is he not in therapy right now yeah he was shot this is that's a big thing <laughs> um and his dad is just then yeah he i think is this when he wheels out no that's later yeah, that's later but, yeah, and it's just, like, Jimmy's still having a hard time, obviously. Like, it's still, it's barely been a year. It's been, like, maybe a year since yeah, it happened. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. Um, but then the next scene, Ugh, Dan- Liberty is in the bathroom because she clearly is having morning sickness. And Danny's like, get out. And Larry's like, shut up, I'm sick. And... Jenny's like, I know what's going on. You're bulimic. Well, it's not working though, Tubbo, or something like that. And like, Danny's a monster. He's awful. He's also not perceptive, and he's not getting an A in his family planning class if he <laughs> thinks she has bulimia. Like Jesus Christ. That is for damn sure. So yeah, Danny's a monster. He's going to fail his family planning class because he sucks at this. Also, like, how is first of all your first response to? I think you have an eating disorder. To, well, it's not working, fatty. Yeah, like, that, even if she what, were bulimic, that is not the right way to deal with that either. That Ooh. would, like, make her even worse. That is, <laughs> like, like, Jesus Christ. It's, it's, like, truly my nightmare. Like, that's a, he's a bad person. He's awful. Ugh, he's terrible. Anyway, the next scene, Ellie comes up to Jimmy and is like, hey, so there's this cool art exhibit at this place it's like horror art from the 1950s it's right up your alley you, we should totally go and he's like oh no i have to practice i have tryouts today and he's like oh no it's the last day though like if you're nervous this will help take your mind off of it and i think it's cool that she like recognizes something that he's into and she's like oh hey i noticed this thing let's go do this thing she's being a good friend yeah and frankly that exhibit sounds amazing and i would go to that in a minute totally it looked super cool when they went (laughs) it did look super cool but also i'm like if this if like the basketball thing is so important to him and he hasn't made it like too clear yet that it isn't important to him yeah he's like you can see he's struggling but he still is like he wants to go and do well um but, like, if, if I had a thing at six, and when does school get out? Like, three? Yeah. If I had a thing at six that wasn't, like, right next door to where I was going, like... Like, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to a thing. But the fact that he commits to going, you're like, he's not into it. He exactly. doesn't want to do it. Exactly. He's self-sabotaging. He totally um, is. But I don't blame him, because that fucking thing looked real cool. Um, and so, it, he yeah. clearly has different priorities now. Um, which is super valid which is fine and it totally makes sense 
He's, he's a different person than he was. Yeah. And the, then the next scene, Danny finally, like, he sees JT and Liberty talking at lunch. And he finally, he, like, looks at the cover of his family planning book, which is, like, of a pregnant belly. And then he looks over at Liberty. And he finally, like, puts two and two together. And is like, oh, I can't believe you did this to my sister. And, like, it's Danny versus JT part two. But Again. this time, Ugh. it's, like, a little bit more intense because they're not just, like, pushing each other around. You made my brother bleed. <laughs> <laughs> And Danny just like is pushing JT's face into the dirt. Ugh. And Larry's like, get off of him. Get off of him. So and stupid. Danny's like, oh my God. Like, did mom and dad know? I can't even believe that this happened. You guys are so stupid. And, and we're like, all like, you can't Danny tell same. anybody. And he's like, oh my God, what the fuck? But we're all like, Danny, same. Like, I never thought I'd be on Danny's side on anything, but we're all on the same side right now with like, JT and Liberty, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. They're so stupid about this whole it's thing. It's so and dumb. And also, like, of course he figured it out because Liberty is doing, like, the cliche, like, pregnant, pregnant person belly hold, belly hold thing. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not pregnant enough to, like, need to be holding your belly. It's, like, the thing that celebrities do so that, like, you can tell that they're pregnant on a red carpet and not just heavy. Fat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, then the next scene, we're at the art exhibit, and it looks super cool, and Ellie and Jimmy are having a good time, and Ellie's like, you know, they also have, like, lessons here. You can, like, like work on stuff, and it's really cool, and Jimmy talks about, like, how when he is doing his drawing, like, he, like, zones out and, like, does what he feels and la, 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 and Ellie's like, you sound like an artist, and he's like, no, really, Jimmy Brooks, an artist. Does that sound like Jimmy Brooks to you? And she's like, I don't know, does it? And she's like trying to help him like be more open to that idea and where he's still kind of like stuck on trying to fit into the box that he thinks is Jimmy Brooks. I feel like Ellie is the only one asking like, what do you think you are? Exactly. Like, whereas everyone else is like, you're this thing. And like maybe she is kind of pushing the art thing on him, but she's also like, what does it sound like to you? Which is like, I'm sure refreshing for And him. I think, and she reckon, and I think she is like the only perceptive person who's like, oh, he looks like he's interested in this. Maybe even more the basketball. Like maybe you should explore that. Um, for someone so well liked, people don't give Jimmy a lot of thought. Seriously. Which is upsetting. Yeah. Um, and then like the museum is closing he's like oh it's five already and they're like it's five after six and he's like fuck so then he's like 30 minutes late to try out is he like fuck well whatever <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh no i gotta go and he's 30 minutes late to tryouts, and the coach is like you're late this looks like you're not serious about this and his dad is like i promise i'll get him here on time like please let him stay la 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 and it's mostly like Jimmy's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, please. But then his dad, like, takes up the mantle. And it's mostly, like, his dad fighting for him to stay. Like, even, like, past when Jimmy's, like, kept trying. And it's, like, very apparent, again, that it's just, like, his dad is totally pushing this on him. Yeah, and if he and you're right. If he really wanted to be, like, in the basketball tryouts, he would have been, like, checking the time regularly. Seriously. Like, at this point, they have cell phones for the most part. Yeah, or, or at least like, watches. Watch. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can check the time. Like, oh, is it already five? Like, no, the gallery closes at six. Like, but also you could just check the time. Right. It's, I mean, we know that he has an MP3 player. Those have the time on it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but then 
we're like at their house again and Jimmy's practicing and Jimmy's dad like wheels out like the Lexus of wheelchairs for monster ball or something. And he's like basically guilting Jimmy into like being more serious about the sport. He's like, I felt like you need a reminder. Like this can maybe serve as a reminder to be more serious to like, and to show the coach that you're more serious about this. And it's like guilt, basically guilting him into like not fucking up again it's like i don't like it yeah it's weird and kind of gross and also he's just and he's like also they'll take you more seriously if you come in like with this and i'm like will they though i know like i'm like well that look maybe more serious or more like try hard i don't really know yeah or is it more or like, like buying your way yeah i don't know it's it's very like when Lucius Malfoy bought the whole team, the Bruins, the Nimbus so, 2001 so could be on the team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but then the next, this is our second Draco <laughs> Malfoy reference today, whatever. Um, but then the next scene is like the next day at school, Danny's like lying on the front steps, like feeding his digital baby and JT. <laughs> so weird. He's feeding his digital baby. <laughs> And um, I'm still laughing at digital baby. (laughs) (laughs) And then JT and Liberty come up to him and they're like, you didn't tell mom and dad, did you? And he's like, if I told them you would fucking know because you'd be dead. Yeah. And he's like, and you know how, and then like the way to make sure that I don't tell them you're going to get me an A in this class here, take my fucking digital baby. So now he's blackmailing them. But like, also like, Obviously, they should probably actually learn how to take care of a goddamn child if yeah. they're so set on keeping the baby, which apparently they are. I don't like, but I they haven't. Know. They haven't put any thought into anything. No, and that's the thing. It's like they they haven't had any conversations. We don't really know what they want to do. But either way, like it's not a terrible idea. But I did write, oh, shut up, all of you, because they're all just like so annoying. They're all so annoying, and it's just like, like. Uh, but still, I'm, like, the most on Danny's side, which is still very weird for me. But also, it's, like, Liberty is too much in denial and is just, like, shutting everyone down. She just doesn't want anybody to talk to her about it. And she's just, like, I got it. I got it. Nobody talked to me about it so I can just forget that this is happening. And JT is so ill-prepared because he's, a, like, a child. And Liberty isn't, like, even helping him with anything. And... So as far as I'm concerned, Danny is at least trying to be like, you guys need to learn how to do this shit <laughs> Seriously. to like at least figure it out. Uh, it's just uh, it's so annoying. It's it sucks. It just sucks. And but the thing is, like, he's using it as like blackmail. And at one point, JT's like, you're loving this, aren't you? And he like smiles evilly. But I'm like, why don't you just say, hey, you guys need the practice. Like you should be like, like, yeah, OK. I mean, also, like, fuck you. Do my homework for me. But like. He's like taunting him when he says, "And you need the practice." Like, just just be genuine about it. Like, you really do need the practice. Yeah, honestly. Um, but whatever. Then the next scene, Ellie is talking to Jimmy about like she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna sign up for a life drawing class at the museum. You should do. You should too." And he's like, "Oh no, I don't think so. Um, I need to focus on my basketball." And then he and Derek like keep practicing. And Derek and is Derek's like, can I ask her out? And I was like, we're come like, on, Derek. Ball, no. And then Derek, and then Jimmy's like, just throw me the ball. And then Derek like injures Jimmy and he like gets a sprained wrist or something. Um. 
And then the next scene, I think, is when JT's, like, helping Danny take care of the digital baby. Every time we say digital baby, I, like, <laughs> don't really, like, just know how to react. Like, I just have, like, this, like, weird, like, physical reaction. Like, what's happening? And then uh, Danny says something like, if you'd kept your dime stack in your pants, you wouldn't even be in this situation. Gross. <laughs> so <laughs> gross. I hate it. But I love just the running theme that just, like, JT has a fucking dime stack. And I'm like, I really hate dime stack as a phrase. I hate it so much. But I do love that like running thing of like, you know, JT has a tiny penis. (laughs) And then then we're in the nurse's office because Jimmy sprained his like wrist and Jimmy's like trying to make out with Hazel in there. And she's like, what do you know? We're in the nurse's office. What are you doing? And also I talked to your dad and he's worried about you. And now I'm worried about you. Like what's going on? Why did you go to this museum with Hazel? Why are you talking you mean to me Ellie? about this? That's what I meant. Hazel. Ellie. I keep doing it. <laughs> Which, like, I I think that they're trying to, like, paint her as the villain. But, like, I totally understand where she's coming from because he's her boyfriend. And if he just because she's not interested in art, like, if he's having a problem, like, I understand that she feels like he should come talk to her. Yeah, totally. And it's not like he and Ellie are super close. Like, if she was, like, his best friend in, like, a Marco situation or whatever, it would be like, okay, that makes sense because they're so close. But, like, she and Jimmy aren't that close. It can be seen as, like, a a flirtation. Yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, I I guess they were in a band together, but, like, I don't know how often they would ever hang out just one-on-one. Except for him, like, watching her fight with Manny that one time. (laughs) That was great, though. Oh, the neck roll. Um, And... Yeah, and she's yeah, she's not cool with the museum thing. She's like, I would like I like I feel like when you're having problems, you should be able to talk to me about it and not like Ellie Nash. What are you doing? Um but then we're at the tryouts and Jimmy comes in with like an arm brace and his dad is like, "What happened?" He's like, "Oh, it's just a light stri- sprain. It'll be fine." But then and then his dad's like, what is going on with you? I don't know what's happening. I just want you to be you again. And, and Jimmy's then, just like, I can't. That is not what's happening. Yeah, I'm Jimmy, not the same person. Jimmy basically monologues and it echoes like throughout the entire thing. I'm like surprised that like they weren't like people turning around. But I guess they like didn't mean for it to be echoing. But it's a good monologue. He's basically like, I'm not the same person that I was. That Jimmy got shot. I don't know, like, how I can make it more clear to you. We need to have a talk about this because I, I can't, like, this isn't what I even, I don't even know if this is what I want. Like, you never once asked me what I want. Like, this is what you want because you want the old Jimmy back. And he's like, and you can be that. He's like, I really can't, though. Yeah. Which we're like, it, it's true. We get it. We're like, preach. Go, Jimmy, go. And I'm very then, proud of him. Real quick, then we cut to JT and Danny are like outside and they start fighting and then they start fighting over the digital baby (laughs) and then it like flies into the road and gets run over by a car because of course it does. It's so stupid. I just, they just like, they fight over nothing. They're dummies. And it's, Oh, also when JT is like sitting in on that class or whatever, he's like, I'm skipping bio for this. How is he getting away with that? Like, how is he getting away with skipping a class and sitting in on a class <laughs> that he's class. not in? I don't understand. That's not how school works. Um, but then we're back at tryouts and Jimmy goes up to the coach and is like, hey, I'm sorry I wasted your time, but I don't think I want to do this. And the coach is like, oh, are you kidding me? And he's like, I'm really sorry. But I have to do this. And I'm like, Jimmy, you do you. Stand your ground. If you don't want to be here, 
don't be here. Good. I support you. But the coach was kind of funny. He's yeah. like, are you serious? He's like, seriously? Really? <laughs> he, like, wasted my time with all of this bullshit. And I was like, I get that. But like, but like also, whatever. how much time did he really waste? Honestly. He drove down to a high school once. He drove, he's like, you're doing trials for everybody anyway. There's just like one kid. Um, whatever. He just wanted to make him feel bad. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway, then, then finally. We're also, there's something about like a guy standing up being shitty to a kid in a wheelchair that makes me profoundly uncomfortable yeah (laughs) not great yeah whatever um but then finally we are with jt and liberty and danny and it's like after the baby in the road incident and then this is when danny like reveals like I only am blackmailing you to do this because you guys need to know how to do this. And Liberty's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, Liberty, that's actually like not the dumbest thing I've ever heard because he's right. He like went about it in a weird, stupid way. But you actually need to know how to do this fucking shit. You need to know what you're getting into because she's like, I guess we'll keep it. I don't know. Let's never tell anyone. She hasn't (laughs) been to a fucking doctor. Yeah. And JT is like, Liberty, we do like we don't know what we're doing you're six months pregnant and you haven't been to a doctor yet that is not smart seriously and i'm like yes jt speak like some sense and liberty's like i'm student council president i can't be pregnant and i'm like we're still doing this three months after like the last time we had this conversation apparently apparently three months (laughs) two episodes but three months sure. okay whatever and then and it's just like you need to fucking tell your parents. And he's like, let's go to Miss Ovey. We're going to, we like need to figure this out. It's not just about you. It's about you and like the health of this child. We need to go to somebody. Like finally someone is talking about going to an adult six months after this has goddamn happened. How did it take this long? Liberty, you were smarter than this. Seriously. Stop living in denial. It's out of control. I mean, Juno went to her parents like basically after her first doctor's appointment. Yeah. Before, like after 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 she she decided she wasn't going to have an abortion. Yeah. After she tried to do that. Yeah. But then she went to her and honestly like i understand that your parents would be probably disappointed and not very happy about it especially liberty's parents are going to be furious but she also is from like a fairly privileged family where i feel like it's like she's not living in a kind of family where she would get kicked out for something like this like her parents i am under the assumption that her parents love her enough to be that they would be so pissed off at her but they also would like help her figure this out and would be supportive like maybe they would push adoption i don't know but they would at least they wouldn't she wouldn't be in like a bad situation for like her health or the health of her child like they will help you through this exactly like it wouldn't be the end of the world for it, her. it wouldn't be like a manny situation where she'd get where her dad out. would kick her out and it wouldn't be like with alex where i'm sure that it would be like financially fine, unable, but yeah. She, yeah but like financially like there they wouldn't be able to she'd be fucked like liberty's family is pretty well off and they aren't her parents like dentists or something i don't know her dad knows the mayor so <laughs> are you thinking you're thinking, so i'm assuming they have money i don't know <laughs> dad knows the mayor <laughs> yeah he knows the mayor <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't know what they do. Her dad knows the mayor. (laughs) So finally, they're like going to go to Miss Sobe. And then the episode ends with Hazel is talking to Jimmy in the cafeteria. And she's like, like, why didn't you call me last night? Like, I want to know what happened. And he's like, sorry, like I was gotten into some stuff with my dad. And she's like, well, you could have at least emailed me. Like, did you make the team? He's like, no. And she's like, it's okay. Like, it'll be fine. He's like, no, like, I don't even know if I wanted to make the team. I'm not the same person. And she's like, okay, well, wait, what do you like? I know you are. You are the same person. And they're kind of having like, she's not really understanding what he's saying. And she's like, okay, well, Will you try to explain to me what you're saying? Because I want to know what's going on. Which I think is valid. Yeah. I mean, poor Hazel. She's just trying to, like, understand. And he's, I, I think that he's just, like. I think he's already kind of mentally wrote her off. Yeah. And he's, like, I think to him, Hazel is a part of old Jimmy still. Yeah. And she he isn't really including her in his kind of, like, transition from to into like the new person that he has become and i think he's kind of already mentally grouping her with old jimmy but she just wants to know what's happening like he but he hasn't explained any of the new stuff that's been going on with him because i think he has been trying to be old jimmy for ever since the shooting happened but he's finally like embracing that he's not but and then ellie but she walks doesn't by. know yeah, yeah and then ellie and then ellie walks by and like gives them a look and then like he and ellie make like meaningful eye contact yeah but then he's like yeah i will help you like i will try to explain and then the episode ends it's really weird it is weird she just wants him to open up i get it i don't know but i'm still like i mean poor hazel has no idea what's going on because as far as she can as she is concerned he's been trying to like go back to the way things were go back to as normal as it could be and he has been doing that but like inside he's probably been having these the this internal battle with trying to do that and recognizing that he's not that same person and i feel like he's just kind of admitted that to himself but he needs to like clue in everybody else involved and he finally told his dad but he hasn't talked to hazel about it and he's like i don't know if i can explain it and she's like can you please try because i don't know what's happening exactly she's like just just try like she deserves at least that exactly (laughs) poor hazel i know yeah but yeah, but again, I think Jimmy's like kind of already over it and oh, yeah. is looking at Ellie. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so we have a YouTube comment, right? We it's do. Not as good. It's not amazing, but it made me kind of laugh. So let me find it. Okay, it's from Stephanie Dunn 3 months ago and it just says the way ba- Danny buries JT's face on the grass. LMAO, what? Which like same. <laughs> Which yeah. It was a more intense fight than their last one, though. So, I yeah. Don't know. Although nobody made anybody bleed. So, <laughs> <laughs> you made my brother bleed. <laughs> you made my brother bleed. Um, um, ship of the episode. Oh, we didn't pick Spirit Squad. Captain. Oh, Spirit Squad Captain's Captain. Jimmy. I mean, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. He's like, live, he's living his truth. He's telling his dad who he is. And he's figuring out who figuring he is. Figuring it out. Yeah. But he stood up to his dad. He didn't like. He's finding what he's looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Proud of you, Jimmy. Obviously, Jimmy. Ship. I'm actually going to ship Jimmy and Ellie because so I think it's I. cute. I like it too. <laughs> like, I feel bad for Hazel, but like. Because I do like Hazel. Yeah, I love Hazel, but I'm like, but Jimmy and Ellie, they're kind of cute. They are. I'm kind of into it. Um, 
moral. Um, don't like project your own wants onto somebody else. Don't push people into doing things without asking them if they want. I don't know. I try. I'm like have half morals. I know. I'm like, um, yeah. I mean, speak up for yourself. Yes. And for who and what you want. Yeah, don't feel obligated to jump into something just because other people want you to yeah. or because it's what's expected of you. Exactly. Do what is right for you and not what you think other people want you to do. Cool. Yeah. Nailed it. And fucking go to a doctor before six months of pregnancy has oh gone by. Go to a doctor once you find out you're pregnant. Just go to yes, a doctor. Yes, go to a doctor when you find out you're pregnant. <laughs> Be responsible for your body. Just liberty. Just be responsible for your health and the health of your unborn child. Let's, yeah, let's, don't live in denial. Don't live in denial. Also that. Um, yeah. Oh my God. So we have some great finds. We do have some great finds. Um, do you want to read the email? Yes, we have an email. Let me pull it on up. It's from Samantha Fabian, Fabian, I don't know, Fabi, Fabian, I don't know. I'm probably saying it in all the wrong ways. Um, but sorry, she, Samantha. sorry, Samantha, but she has two questions for us and they are, if you were in Degrassi, who would be your best friend? Ellie, probably. Or Marco. Oh, Marco. Right? Yeah. Marco. I think Ellie or Marco, probably. And then she asked, she sent us a link to 22 times the internet perfectly understood Degrassi. And she says, which Degrassi meme is your favorite from the below BuzzFeed article? So let me. Oh, I actually did pick one last time. I think I picked one last time, too. I just wanted to check. It was this one. Oh, that one's good. It was number two on this article. And it's just like a picture of Paige with a shit ton of huns all around her <laughs> that's my favorite one um and then i all right there was hold on i had it there I were some it. that i didn't get because they're of like people who i haven't seen on the show yet uh, well, there's, <laughs> of course it's the ashley one this one is good but there's also yeah. um well yeah the ashley and ellie one is really good uh it's Ashley goes, I sing, nobody cares. Jimmy rambles his rhymes unrehearsed. They go wild. Everything's easy for him. And then Ellie goes, yeah, except walking. <laughs> um, like, of course, Ashley's like fucking taking all of this on herself. Seriously. Um, and then there is this one, which is my favorite, which is of Peter. And it says, all my girlfriends leave me for the CW. <laughs> Truth. Which made me happy. Yeah. Um, and then we have some tweets. Let's see. We have... Okay. So, Lemat at Malomatic sent us the wiki character descriptions. <laughs> and, they're, and they just say these wiki character descriptions are out of control, which we agree. So, I'm just going to read them because... 
They're amazing. Do it. This is for the seniors, class of 2006. Uh, Alex Nunez, a rebellious lesbian. <laughs> nice. Paige Michael Chuck, a sexually confused queen bee. <laughs> Craig Manning, a ladies' man and bipolar musician. <laughs> It doesn't define him. <laughs> Apparently it does. <laughs> Ellie Nash, an ex-goth girl who is recovering from many traumatic events. Vague. <laughs> okay. Sure. Jimmy Brooks, a jock who is paralyzed after being a victim of a school shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hazel. Hazel Aden, a cheerleader and Paige's psychic. <laughs> Sidekick. <laughs> That's not all she is. Ugh. Marco Del Rossi, the beloved gay teenager and Craig and Ellie's best friend. <laughs> he is beloved. He is beloved. So that's hilarious. That's amazing. And actually, Rebecca Seaman commented on it at Beck's Grace. And she says, poor Hazel, a cheerleader and Paige a sidekick. Hashtag justice for Barb should be hashtag justice for Hazel. <laughs> True. <Which> agreed. <laughs> Those are my, but those, I thought those were all really funny. I kind of (laughs) want to read the juniors now, but I, I'm not going to Google it. Yeah. But they're all really good. (laughs) Maybe next time. Next time. Um, and then we also have a review, an iTunes review from Samantha F, which I'm wondering if it's the same person who sent us the email, maybe let us know. (laughs) Um, but you do not give us any information on who you want to be shipped with. But she did say that she found us on Refinery29. So that oh, was exciting. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's I like we said on the last episode, we don't like being too self-congratulatory. But um, but I liked your subject line. It's mood nostalgic, which is like my life. Um, it's like most of my personality. <laughs> it's like most of <laughs> what I am about. Um, hence this podcast. So let, so you didn't give me anybody to work with. So that means I can choose anybody. So I got a lot to think about. Okay. I've figured it out. So it's the summertime and you and your family, you you guys, you're in high school. I'm like aging you down to be age appropriate. So you and your family decide to take a beach trip to Wasega beach and so you're going to the beach. It's super cool. You're really excited. And when you're there, you accidentally like bump into some super cute blonde guy. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like I was on my way to the jet ski station. And you're like, oh, my God, I was looking for that. Can you show me where it is? And you start talking and you find out that you're talking to Sean Cameron. And you get to the place and you're like, oh, it's a little more expensive than I thought. I only really have half of the money. And he's like, you know what? Let's split it. We'll rent a jet ski together. I can show you some of my like angry jet ski moves, but don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> I'll be gentle or I don't know. He says something less creepy than that. So I'll you go <laughs> like, but don't worry. Like, it'll be fun. So you go out and you go jet skiing with this cute boy. It's super fun. You're having a ball together. And once you're done, like, having some fun jet skiing, you guys get to talking and you, like, hang out on the beach all day. You go to, like, a beach, like, burger shack and, like, get lunch together. It becomes, like, a whirlwind summer hangout. And at the end of the day, 
He's like, hey, so a little bit later, some of my friends and I are having a bonfire on the beach. You should totally come by. It'll be really fun. And you're like, oh, my God. OK, obviously. So you like go home, you get dressed up and you're like your cutest like summer 2005 outfit. You know what it is. It's like a like a ruffly skirt, a layered tank top deal. Your hair is like straightened, pinned straight. It's just like the straightest that it can ever be. Like your your entire bathroom just smells like burned hair, but it's totally worth it because you look so good. You got on your lip gloss, your icy blue eyeshadow. You look on point. You go to the beach. And <laughs> you go to the beach and you find him at the bonfire and you're like, oh, I didn't realize it was getting kind of cold. And he's like, oh, do you want to wear my gray zip up sweatshirt like I'm totally fine so you put on a sweatshirt and you guys are by the bonfire and it's super cute and then he's like do you want to go on a walk and you're like obviously and you go on like a walk by the water and the moon is shining the stars are out and he leans in and you guys kiss and share a romantic beachside kiss it's magical and perfect and that is my fan fiction for you. That was amazing and also very long. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel like maybe this is also your fan fiction for yourself. Because <laughs> it seems like you've given this thought before. I mean, not specifically with Sean Cameron, but I'm sure I've had many like beachside like fan fictions in my brain before. Yeah, that's okay. Same. <laughs> Same always. That was very long. I feel like I've ripped some people off with their fan fictions at this point because that was... I think it was also whirlwind. long because it wasn't Craig or Sav or Ellie and someone we've done a million times. So I could like be, I could like start from scratch and it was, True. I knew it was like somewhere we've never been before. True. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that. I hope Sean was okay for you. I mean, it was basically writing a fan fiction for myself because I love him, but I hope you love him too. And it was great. I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> um, and that's it. If you guys want to get your own fan fiction, please rate and review us on iTunes because we love that. Um, you can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Um, and then you can follow us on Tumblr, whatever it takes, podcast.tumblr.com. Or you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or send us an email. We love emails. Um, whatever it takes, podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And what are you going to recommend today? I am going to recommend a podcast called Limetown. It's amazing. It's so good. Okay, so basically it's like it's a fictional story. And it's like this girl reporter, almost like a serial type of situation, but not. But it's about this town that's like kind of like a science experiment town. And it's like all these scientists live there. And suddenly like ever there's like all these like 911 calls and everyone mysteriously disappears except for one guy who's like they find pieces of his body. And it's like this like ongoing mystery of like 10 years. And this girl starts getting like she decides to research it. And suddenly people who lived in the town and escaped reach out to her and people are dying and it's a whole thing. And it's very dramatic and it's so well done to the point where like something happened in one of the episodes and I was listening to it as I was walking off of the subway and I literally jumped. <laughs> oh, my God. Crazy. That sounds awesome. It's really it's I'm like obsessed with it. It's so good. It's so good. It's like sci fi, but like not like so much. It's like very like in the world 
and spooky and really good. Okay, cool. Limetown. Speaking of something kind of spooky, what I'm going to recommend is, I don't know if you've recommended this, but I just watched like all of it in two days. Um, the show Search Party with uh, Alia Shawkat and I think it's one of the producers is Michael Showalter and it's on TBS. It's like all, all the first season's all out right now. And it's basically, it's about this girl who finds out that some girl she went to school with in college who she like kind of like, she was like in her dorm. She was Facebook friends with her, but this girl went missing and she becomes kind of like obsessed with finding her. But it's also, it's kind of like, like millennial murder mystery show mixed with, like the humor of Broad City and kind of parroting like the like millennial culture of people who like live in Brooklyn and it's hilarious and it's great and everybody should watch it. That sounds right up my alley actually. It's great. Is it on Hulu <laughs> or Netflix or anything? No, but if you have like a TV provider login, you can watch it all on TBS for free. <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I will have to check it out. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.